Oh yeah, they say madness runs in our family. Some even call me mad. And why? Because I dared to dream of my own race of atomic monsters? Atomic supermen with octagonal-shaped bodies that suck blood? Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors in the year... What are you doing, man? It's been a while. (laughs) Welcome to the world of tomorrow! (laughs) That's the line. You know how often I've said... Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Yeah. And how rarely I've said the new this one. This all stays. This all stays. I know. <laughs> Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is where the music There's goes. the intro? Yeah, that's okay, the good. intro. Good work, guys. <laughs> wow. You did it. I did. Kind of. <laughs> yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors in the 31st Century. Uh, Simpsons podcast <laughs> that turned into a Futurama podcast hosted by a robot man and his immortal friend. I am Greg Bot 1.5, and I've learned how to love less. Oh, Oh, Wait, that's sad. Well, it was too much in the oh, last version. Much? In the last version, I don't know if I'd say it was too much. No, that's what my creator <laughs> said, and they're taking it down a notch. So we'll find out right now. Well, your creator's a heartless jerk. Um, I mean, if you want to call yourself that, hey, that's wait fine. a minute, <laughs> am I your creator? Hey. Is that the canon? We're getting down into the lore right, All right now. Okay. Yeah, because what know. happened to the original Craig? I don't know, but you built a new one. <laughs> Well, I guess I... You had a thousand years to do it. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a long time. <laughs> I've learned a lot in my a thousand plus years. Yeah. Uh, my name's Alan. And? And, hello. You are impossibly old. All right. Well, <laughs> see, I don't like to lean into it as much as you do. Right, sure. Okay. Um, and uh, here we are. Uh, we took ourselves a little bit of a break. Um, yeah. Because, you know, Christmas and <laughs> the world... <laughs> Christmas in quotes. Christmas in big quotes, yeah. But I got to see you on Christmas Day for a half second. You did, yeah. Yeah. You came by my mom's place. Yeah, that's right. And It uh, just happened to be across the street from uh, my in-law's place. Yeah, well, and then as as soon as you left, my mom was like, who is that? Really? (laughs) Yeah, well, because you had a mask on. Oh, fair enough, yeah. And uh, I was like, that was Greg. She's like, Greg. I'm like, Wilson, the one you were on the podcast. She's like, okay, well, I thought it was, I thought it was that one, but I was, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> it was very funny. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Bonnie. <laughs> she doesn't listen. Nah. nah she nah. barely listened to the episode she was on. Yeah, my mom doesn't listen either. <laughs> Especially now that we're talking about Futurama, a show that she's definitely never heard of. No, never, <laughs> never heard of. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. There's At least n- she knew what the Simpsons. Yeah, was. she knew yeah. what the Simpsons was. She's never heard of Futurama. That's how, but she loves Ozark. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what's the what's the correlation? There now? isn't one. I'm okay. just saying it's That's, a weird. You're just choosing the weird show that she it's likes. It's a weird, slow, bad Netflix show. I thought maybe there was some weird, like behind the scenes. Oh, the Ozark was created by former Simpsons writers. Oh yeah, was David X. Cohen writes for Ozark season three only. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how have you been? Uh, you know, up and down. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I really yeah. do. 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, as we all know, a wild, crazy wild world was, we're still in, but, uh, it also sucks because there's like, uh, the common cold and like strep throat and other things going around right now too. And so everyone's freaking out because they'll, you know, get a little sick and then. No, everything's Omicron. Everything, <laughs> everything's Omicron. Um. Play it safe. <laughs> Omicron Percy I. Yeah. Play it safe. Hey. Everything's Omicron. That's, that's how we get through it. And that's, that's how we, that's how we continue to live in fear. That's right. And I don't like it anymore. <laughs> Did you like it before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weirdly, he loved it. I he was, loved he it. He was like, this is the best thing uh, that's ever happened. For the first year, I loved it. I, do you Full remember, year. actually, like, weirdly enough, I do remember, I mean, I know it was just like the hu- human condition trying yeah, to, you know, yeah. make positive of a horrible situation. But I sure. do remember there's stuff early in the pandemic where people were like, well, I mean, the, the the dolphins are back, or like you know, there was things like that. It was like yeah. the carbon emissions are down, and everyone's yeah, like, that's true. Well, it's glass half full stuff. Yeah, everybody. that is glass and, half full stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I, I I was on that train too. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe this is like the the Earth correcting itself. That's that's glass half full stuff in the same way how there's a line in Avengers Endgame where Captain America says, "I saw a whale in the Hudson River today." You know, because Thanos that, wiped out. I was gonna half say that was population. that was during the um the blip or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. during that um that segment of the film that's five years later and everyone's sad, you know, the best part of that movie. I mean, yeah, the the weirdly smart yeah. uh choice. The part that makes it a good movie. That, yeah, yeah. Um anyway, <laughs> that's what the world's like. It's like Avengers Endgame, except instead of a literal villain, it's an existential thing. Um, <laughs> we have a guest today, one who has been actually kind of promised. Um, one of our guests promised that he would be on the show, and he is. Chelsea promised and delivered. He Woo-hoo. he delivered. This is Julius Gomez, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Um, uh, you said you were a rocket scientist for a minute? <laughs> I... I was. I legitimately was. I Greg's <laughs> diving right in. He's like, we have to talk about this. Yeah. I, I got to work on satellites and lasers that went up in space and shot tiny lasers at each other, which is pretty cool. Why that is very cool. did they do that? Why did they shoot lasers at each other? Was it like information lasers, light testing? Or I mean, it was the Great Laser War. Is it a war? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much for weapons. No, um, we had it for... <laughs> Uh, we had it for uh, communication. It was a way to relay signals over long distances faster than we currently do. And, yeah, that'll uh, do it. It was promised for future. Yeah. Uh, was it gamma rays? No, no, it was just a uh, simple light. But okay. uh, but I have to admit, while I was super proud to be there, everyone else had a PhD in astrophysics, so I was kind of like out of the loop. Mm. And and you have you like, have a PhD, PhD in just regular physics. Yeah, I just have a bachelor's. That's okay. all I got. It would have been really that funny if you're like, ah, I had the I had the shitty version of a PhD or something. Like, <laughs> like in PhD circles, there's like right. the loser PhD yeah. students, and like those are the actual <laughs> philosophy doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I went to school for 12 years to ask why. <laughs> and we'll never find an answer. Nope, that's the that's point. That's the point, yep. Um, <laughs> so, Julius, we like to ask our first-time guests um, about their history with Futurama, um, about why they like it, if they have a favorite episode, and all those fun things, in a segment that we like to call, What's Your Deal? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's weirdly I, confrontational. Yeah, what's your deal? I apologize for that. <laughs> no, I don't. That's okay. <laughs> I uh, thanks thanks also for having me on the show. I do listen to the podcast. Um, I loved the episode recently with Mike Rolf. That is nice. just he's got great banter. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, what? Which episode was that? It was. It was very like. It was the. Was it the I moon episode? Because maybe was he our no? no Camille, Camille was our was first mo- guest, and the then and then we've only had three guests. Um, so Mike must have been on. Uh, he was an no, I roommate. I roommate. He's your roommate. Of course, that's why we had him on because he's my roommate. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did mention the Moonbot though. The uh, mm-hmm. Crushinator. Yeah, Crushinator. Yep. Yeah, we love yep. the Crushinator. Yeah, we stand. Oh, who does? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love Futurama. I saw it ever since it aired originally back in '99, which is cool to say now. That's that's <laughs> 20, 23, 22 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's been amazing ever since. I was skeptical, honestly, when Simpsons creators announced Futurama and they had the still frame, and I thought uh, maybe it might not be as all it's hyped up to be, but I love it. It's one of my favorite shows, and uh, Chelsea and I are actually watching it for the third time in sequence again right now. Nice. So uh, we got the Disney Plus from a friend's account. I mean, we paid for it all legally, and now uh, we're watching <laughs> Futurama. Um. Yeah, and I mean, we, we've mentioned on here the the order, I think, on Disney Plus is uh, not the intended order because they go by production order yeah, or by air, airing right. order. Um, so again, in the first season, it's not really different because they pretty much stuck with it for the first season. But every subsequent season, it's kind of all over the place. Again, I don't know if continuity-wise there's too much to worry about in that sense, but it's just interesting to me because I always watched it. I mean, I watched it as it aired. But because of the weirdness of it, you know, going all over the place in time and that kind of thing, um, like changing time slots, I should say, uh, I never knew the continuity until I watched it all on DVD. And the DVDs have it in production, like intended order by the creators. So that's what that's the the sequence we're going through. That's awesome. And do it's, you have uh, on on three 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 watch throughs? You're on your third. Do do you have an episode or any? several episodes that stick out to you as <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's a that's an awesome question there's um there's many and this like the third sequential run through quote unquote but i remember watching it many times on adult swim and fox and yada yada over and over um straight to head i'd have to say time keeps on slipping probably one yeah. of my favorites that's a great um, one and then the four that are related to his family which is the jurassic mm-hmm. bark uh, Luck of the Fryerish. Luck of the Fryerish. And Cold Warriors, I think, is the one with his dad. Oh, that's probably... Is that in the re- the reboot era? I think, yeah. I think yeah. it's after after the original first or second ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, what, I don't know those episodes as well myself. But uh, um, Cold War. I'm going to look it up real quick because that sounds cool. Yeah, he, he it kind of pays a nice homage to his... Homage? Homage? Uh, to his... Uh, his dog, his brother, his mom, and his dad, one by one. So that was a nice way of uh, keeping yeah. Ties cold, with them. cold warrior, season six, episode twenty-four. Uh, I'm just going to read the synopsis real quick. <laughs> Disaster ensues when a sneezing fry inadvertently reintroduces the common cold to the world of the future after it has been gone for five hundred years. So, oh hey, isn't that fun? Oh, relevant. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has anyone looked into a possible time traveler that emerged in March 2020, or I guess in you know late? 2019 technically uh, like a from time a traveler star. from way back yeah that sort of thing oh yeah or the future oh a future virus maybe that would explain a lot mm. <laughs> <laughs> well they did mention the permafrost thawing up north and that can yeah. let some stuff up in the air again wait 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 
Isn't that just Heroes Season 2? Um, I would love to acknowledge that, but I remember zero about Heroes Season 2, except that I hated it. You remember zero about Hero? Ah, <laughs> oh, Hercules. <laughs> oh, that's, one of, that's, the, that's the animated movie, right? That's that's the one. Hercules from Zero to Hero. <laughs> that's that animated movie. Right? That's the direct-to-video animated movie. Oh, I see what you're I saying. I know, because... Well, the um, song in the movie as well. Yeah, they made a movie about yeah, it. No, I know. But it's weird that that was your first thought. Well, I was compiling a list of all the Disney direct-to-DVD sequels uh-huh. for reasons. Why? Because Allie and I, as a married couple project, are going to be doing a new podcast together uh called alley direct to video right you've told me about this yes and i'm saying it, it on the sounds, podcast for the first great. time and we're going to be uh systematically reviewing everything that disney put out for their direct to video sequels from return of jafar all the way to the tinkerbell quadrilogy <laughs> <laughs> it's a quadrilogy. yes there's the a stuff quadrilogy. under the the disney tunes banner yes right? ex- yeah. yes minus like the um there's Minus like the, the movies, movie, yeah, yeah. stuff that, that stuff started. That's, that's its own thing. Yeah, of, stuff yeah. that started on television and then got a, a movie. We're not, we're not doing those mm. um, things that were like theatrically released and then got ridiculously long delayed sequels, like Bambi Two mm-hmm. in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the biggest gaps in sequels of all time. I believe, yeah, yeah, still. that would make yeah. sense. Um, did you, uh, did you also, or like, do you also plan to do things that? were intended to be direct-to-DVD, but then got theatrical releases? Like? Uh, I believe Return to Neverland. Got a theatrical release? Got a theatrical release. Then Jungle we, Book 2 got a theatrical release. Like, we, there was ones that were, again, under this Disney right. Tunes production company that were planned to be direct-to-video, but then like, we can throw them in theaters. Because of the Tinkerbell quadrilogy, we're doing Tinkerbell, but I don't think we're doing Jungle Book. Okay, interesting. Um, I just feel like if we don't do all of them, then we might as well not do any of them. <laughs> Tinkerbell well, you know, wise. people are clamoring to know about Tinkerbell. Yeah, I know, right? Every, I don't, <laughs> what's, what's been up with her? I don't think an adult has seen those movies. <laughs> I'm surprised there's a... I'm, I'm surprised and not surprised there's a quadrilogy. <laughs> you know? I couldn't believe it. Like, it was 2015. That was the last one. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's uh, coming real soon. Um, nice. In the in coming the soon to Disney Home Video to Boathouse Studios. Need to have that in, in the intro. Yeah? Do you know that old like, I do, soundbite? yeah, that's great. Like, anytime I had an old Disney VHS, I'd pop it in and it would have that... Oh, that's a good idea for the... Coming in- soon, to Yeah. Uh, that'd be fun for the intro. That I play that and I play the, the, the trailer. Oh, uh, yeah. The trailer yeah, yeah. audio. Just do that as our, as our intro every time. Yeah. Ooh, thanks, Al. Yeah. Hey, that's what I'm here for. We had a brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Julius. <laughs> no, that is okay. I did have a question, actually, for the name of the podcast. I'm sure you've answered it before, uh-huh. but um, the naming, Two Bad Neighbors, the Simpsons episode with uh, Homer versus President, former uh, Bush. Yeah. Bush. Um, why the choice of, I'm just curious of the naming. <laughs> well, um, I'm. I, we're not saying that we're bad neighbors. Um, <laughs> it's the, is one it's of supposed you, to be the boy, the boy and the man. And the man. Boy's, Boy's name, name is Bart. I don't know the name of the man. <laughs> I'm not getting involved, um, you know. But over the to be fair, why. over the course of the podcast, we've definitely become the bad neighbors. Yeah, sure, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is 
Bush and which one is Homer? Mm. 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 <laughs> I thought it was going to be Ned, like one, but that's there's that mm. metal band, the Ned mm. Nedarinos. Or yeah. Oh right, those the the ah uh, the what's the metal Oakley band? Oakley Dokley. The o- thank Oakley you. Oakley oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good name. Yeah. Very memorable. They disbanded. Oh. I know. I mean, that happens. We lost a lot in the pandemic. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> People, economy, the Oakley Dokleys. Yeah, <laughs> those three main things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was uh, like uh, it, as a serious answer. Uh, we were planning on doing a Simpsons podcast. We were we were brainstorming ideas, and I think it just kind of came up like, what if we took a, like a, a term or an idea from the Simpsons to describe the podcast? And um yeah just it just kind of came it just like happened we're just like well like there's that episode two bad neighbors there's two of us what if we just went with that yeah (laughs) and then of course our friend ife made our cover art where he drew us like the the caricatures in the in the episode so it was like well that's great let's we got we got to roll with it that is an awesome cover art because that on podcasts on on uh looking for you guys that's amazing yeah it's truly the best thing about our show (laughs) (laughs) um yes Uh. agreed (laughs) it was like it the the thing is it's just so so very very simple and instantly recognizable that we couldn't not do that name it was like because i think he made the name before he made the banner before we settled on the name mm-hmm. um and as soon as we saw it it was like this is it this has yeah. to be it yeah because it was one of a few names that we had floating around i can't even remember the other ones no um but as soon as we saw his his mock-up for it it was like of course that has to be it stupid greg garbage face i think was one. right yeah that was <laughs> we, silver metal that was yeah. loud mouth greg absolutely it was oh, a set it was a silver metal like no. uh yeah, but like there were two of us, right? <laughs> yes, we didn't want to focus on just <laughs> loudmouth Greg. Yeah, or stupid Greg garbage face. It was. I liked the stupid Greg garbage face because it had like some like a little bit of alliteration in it. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons it was a silver medal. This reference to the Garbage Man episode, the sing along, you know. The, also yeah, that, yeah, the Garbage Man yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. See, that's really funny because not only is it a rhyme, but it's a can, as in something that a ah. garbage man lifts into the back of a truck. Mm. It's a good episode. <laughs> it uh, really teaches you about the importance of uh, public sanitation. Mm. It makes and me re- wonder why it takes so long in Civilization Six to get to it. It, well, it, also <laughs> it also really showcases how easy it is to move an entire city. Yeah, really easy. Problem solving. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> it's problem solving. It's fun. Or they could just it. <laughs> put in a garbage ball and shoot it into space. Yeah. See, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it Put it on the moon. Oh. A place where no like, one will find it. Well, well, like they did in Futurama. Just wait for future generation to, to deal, deal with the garbage it. Yeah. ball. Is that, Is that what they season? did? Did they do that in yeah. Futurama? Oh, you know oh, yeah. There's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's an episode coming up. I don't know if it's in this. No, it is. Yeah, it is in the first season. It's two episodes away. Oh, cool. A big piece of garbage is the episode. <laughs> That's what it's It's called. literally, there's a giant sphere of garbage yeah. that they shot into space that is coming back to uh, land on Earth. Speaking of Futurama, mm. Alan, <laughs> yes. what is the episode we're doing today? Well, Greg, we are talking about A Fishful of Dollars, which is the sixth episode of season one, written by Patrick M. Varone, directed by Ron Hugot, 
and Greg Vanzo. <laughs> wow. I, I'm purposefully uh, pronouncing them weird because I don't know how to pronounce any of them correctly. It's like you're over-pronouncing I them. I know. Strong and wrong. <laughs> to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make it seem like a choice rather than me struggling. That's what um, they say, you know, it doesn't matter if you're off-key, just as long as you believe it. That's right. Uh, original air date, April 27th, 1999. Um, this episode, of course, is all about how uh, power and money corrupt. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, I've called this episode Futurama. What does it say about later than late stage capitalism? Mm. What's capitalism look like in the year 3000? That's right. Um, In a way, I do feel like they've skirted the inflation issue in this this particular episode because in the year 3000, $4.3 billion technically shouldn't be as much as it is in the episode. However, I think they kind of get around it with the whole pilot episode where we see New York becoming close to like futuristic (laughs) again and then being completely demolished by an alien invasion. So I feel like there was a big gap of time where inflation just didn't happen. Yes. Or Dark Ages. In that, I was I was actually thinking the exact same thing, Greg. In that that, uh, breakdown, New York, is that Omicron Percy Eight's? Like is that is that Lur's fleet of ships? I th- okay, there is, and I don't remember because it's been a while. But there is an episode later on where we see that occur. Um, we, we see it with Bender's big score. Right, that's what I was thinking of. Yes, but there's multiple like ups, then crash, then ups. Yeah, yeah, that's true. One of yeah. them, like, it I could it could definitely attention. be Omicron Percy Eight for sure. Um, we'll 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 get we'll get more into that once we get to them later in the season. Oh yeah, <laughs> when aliens attack. <laughs> That's the episode name. Yeah, good title. With single female lawyer. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get. I'm gonna try and get my sister on for that. Oh yeah, is she a single female lawyer? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> she is. At least two of those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try and guess which ones. Um, she's all three. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? I thought she was seeing someone. She is. Oh, so she's not. She's not married. Oh, you mean like it, in a legal sense, yeah. single? I see. And that's all that matters to that her. Is the, well, that's all that matters to, to the government. Yeah, <laughs> matters and matters. Um, <laughs> I say matters. You did. Damn it. That's okay. <laughs> Strong and wrong. Yeah, apparently. Um, anyway, this, money. Money's this, weird. Yeah, this episode begins with uh, Fry being broke. And that yes, changes. 93 cents. 93 cents entirely. And he can't afford to get Bender out of jail. Yeah, d- does any, did anyone clock how much Bender's bail was? It wasn't much. 75 or something? Okay. 50? Like 79, 50? Yeah, something like that. I do like, um, I have enjoyed throughout this season so far how the, the, the jumping off point of the plot is logical they get they they get there through a logical through logical means that like if a leads to b in a way that later stage simpsons doesn't and so i'm i'm just enjoying um basically coherency of plot mm-hmm. a little bit because i i it was something that i missed a lot and i think it's something that we take for granted in uh, our storytelling that a will lead to b and that not Family Guy is really, really bad with it, where it's just like, ah, who knows what this plot's going to be. Something will turn up, we'll hit on some idea in the first act, and won't have anything to do with anything later on. And Simpsons, of course, embraces that wholeheartedly for most of their run. Um, So just feeling that it's thought out Mm. (laughs) is a feeling that I have missed. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, even in a way where it's like it doesn't exactly start in a way that you think it will be, but they're trying to bail Bender out for shoplifting and they don't have enough money. So he goes to check his bank account and finds out that his bank it all makes coherent sense. So thank you, writers. I actually, and I know Futurama writers are super keen for detail. And I actually did the nerd thing and did the calculation. <laughs> and roughly it does look like 4.3 billion. 4.283.508.449.72. But yeah, it's like 4.3 billion. So that's that's a lot of money if inflation, you know, What's, yeah, goes would back remi- down. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and that's something we've mentioned as well is the fact that the writers are big nerds. And it's not surprising that they would have, you know, not just chosen a number at random like they would have done the calculations themselves you know like no no we got to be accurate with this (laughs) um the only thing that isn't accurate though is the fact that uh they fry would have probably been declared dead (laughs) oh yeah at some point Uh, in this a thousand years and his bank would have been closed for sure yeah so unless uh, like his family or something kept like you know his assets would have checking been checking it or foreclosed upon or liquidated yeah. or maybe he was just forgotten about just like I mean he was. it's it's that's the thing it, like it's uh it's 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 a minor like just thought experiment more than anything but it's mm. not it's not like oh that's so unrealistic that that would happen uh because there are so many things about the way the world is and the way the future could have gone yeah. that it could very well be uh make sense that they just like let it sit for a thousand years yeah Maybe he tapped into his nephew Philip J. Fry's mm, bank account. That's and true. And somehow that's oh. <laughs> I, I forgot he had a nephew. Well, he's he's got a great 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 nephew. <laughs> and, that, and that too. I'm my own grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That episode, the uh, Roswell at Enswell. It, mm-hmm. I I love the Futurama's creators for paying attention to every detail, but yep. I think I think I caught a miss a miss uh, mismatch there. Uh oh. In, in Roswell Ellenswell, his grandfather's name is Enos Fry. Yes. In Luck of the Fryish, Fry Frylish, his dad <laughs> tells Yancey Fry that I'm named Yancey Fry after my father Yancey Fry after all the way back to Minuteman Yancey Fry, and only Philip's second-born son gets to have a unique name which Yancey covets and gives his son and breaks the cycle and names him Philip J. Fry. But right. Yancey... What about he, Fry's mother, though? Is is Enos maybe Fry's oh. uh, mother's father? Or, like, you know, oh, okay. allegedly? Because <laughs> technically he's his own grandfather. Right. <laughs> you have a good point. There's you a whole... A I mean, the, that's the whole thing, right? The whole uh, grandfather paradox is what they Wait. what they get into with that, so... He yelled He yelled at Enos's uh, crotch region, don't worry, Dad. <laughs> I'm gonna save you. So I think it's still his paternal. But yeah, I don't know. But he, he he he's a dum dum as well, and he could just be you know assuming it's, you know patriarchy and whatnot. He's just assuming it's his dad's dad, not his mom's dad. Um, this is like it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting you pointing this out and Alan playing devil's advocate because it's like uh, you're 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 bringing you're bringing up these these really uh, interesting points that the uh, Futurama writers are known for, like covering a lot and um being tight on the lore um but then there is this 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 constant thing where it's like yeah but fry's a dub dub (laughs) and and it's a cartoon yeah you know like (laughs) like that that gives them a surprising amount of rope in a in a way where it's like just just being like just just being at all concerned with continuity in any way gives them like a lot more illegitimacy to to me or just like uh, props for ambition mm. for like yeah uh, whenever a cartoon does that i'm always like wow okay you 
you did it. Or if a cartoon is um, it does it but is staunchly opposed to the fact that they're doing it until it goes up its own ass, like Rick and Morty, <laughs> then I'm just kind of <laughs> like, eh, maybe you shouldn't take yourself so seriously and just you know have fun with storytelling. Um, and then you get to shows like South Park, where whenever they do serialization or actually pay off something that you never thought they would, you're kind of like, wow, that that worked. <laughs> and you get it, and if it was obviously like a live action show it wouldn't it just it it just wouldn't work but the fact that it's a cartoon you get this um you get you, you get a lot of more space to be loose with your with your lore and your continuity i think yeah i think and you have good points yeah they they get around it and they kind of fill in the blanks to make things work too Fry Fry is a dum dum is kind of the a wizard did it of yeah. the future of the world. Like whenever you notice something like that, just uh, I don't know. Fry's an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's like time travel, whatever. <laughs> well, the, the the one I did catch uh, apparently the first airing of the uh, Space Pilot two thousand mm-hmm. uh, when Fry fell in the chair. Mm-hmm. There's no shadow of Nibbler, and I'm sorry if it's spoiling down the road, <laughs> but. When they, when they re-air it on the DVD box set, which I have handily dandily right here. Nice. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is great. My my wife Chelsea got me this for my birthday, and it is one of my yeah. favorite gifts of all time. I um, love nice box sets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Allie's got These, this this Batman one. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, the Batman animated <laughs> series. Uh, it's the same idea where it's like just the this this big set. Right, nice. and it just fits on a shelf like a like a conversation piece or a coffee table book. It's a that's a beautiful set you've got. That's a, is that the Batman where Mark Hamill's you the bet. Joker? You bet. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, on on that Space Pilot two thousand, every version I've seen since Nibbler Shadow is present, even in the first episode when they don't introduce Nibbler. When Fry falls back in the chair, you can see a shadow. Mm-hmm. But they edited that in after they wrote that into the plot for every re-airing of that episode. Oh, interesting. I've always remembered the shadow being there, but. Uh... Uh, but I but I know that there's because there's technically two shadows. There's and right. again this is like kind of spoilers for Futurama I guess. But like <laughs> there's a Fry shadow and there's a Nibbler shadow. But it, from my understanding in the original pilot there's just one of those two shadows. I can't remember which one. I think it's I thought it was Nibbler, but it might be uh, Fry because the 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 idea is Fry then you know uh, later on goes back and tries to stop Nibbler. Um, right. But. Uh, um that's interesting i like i i i've i've always watched them on again like on dvd so if they if they did repurpose it for the dvd then that's just always been my understanding that uh that it's always been there but i could also be wrong i'm just this is from but yeah yeah but, uh, but, but i know that they had always planned on having fry's uh uh freezing be more than just an accident that was mm-hmm. that's something they've always stated is that they and maybe they didn't know exactly what that would mean yet when they first uh, shot the pilot, but uh, they definitely didn't want it to just be like, oh, whoops, I'm in the future. It's like they wanted some <laughs> like reason behind it, some plot reason. So um, destiny, yeah, some destiny of some kind. Um, he is the chosen one. Uh, he is <laughs> he is the one. He is the forced dyad. Uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, whatever someone brings up a forced dyad, I have to make an audible exasperation noise. Uh, well, get ready for our uh, Patreon episode. We're uh, talk about that. Uh, <laughs> it's two years ago. Can we not talk about it ever? Mm, no. Oh. 
it must be talked about. Um, yeah. Okay. So this episode. Yeah. Um, as you said, late stage, late late stage capitalism. Maybe it's like post late stage yeah. capitalism in a way. But it's it's great. I I actually I actually really like the the direction they go as well. Where instead of Fry, when Fry first of all, <laughs> Fry first finding out he's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> starts breathing heavily, then starts drooling uncontrollably and passes out. I'm like, yeah, that's probably how I'd react. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Normal human reactions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but then I also love that instead of it being like, okay, he buys a mansion. Yeah. He you know gets all these extravagant <laughs> things. He's literally like, no, I want to I want to like get exactly what made me happy. Yeah. Which is this shitty apartment, the shitty TV. And of course, then he really wants anchovies. And then what does he do with the rest of his money? Nothing. No, he doesn't he sits blow on it. it. He just sits on it. A big ass pile of cash. Did you see the finale of Succession? Oh yeah. Where they I won't spoil anything, um, but where they 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 confront Logan and say, It's just another four billion to throw on your pile. Like, what is that? What are you going to do with it? It's like, just throw it on the pile. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do anything with yeah. it. It's just so I can say that I have it. Fry doesn't even care that he has it. He doesn't even care to be like, look, I have it apart from throwing a top hat party for <laughs> course, his friends. Which is natural. Which is, you know, that's a nice thing to do. <laughs> you should do that. But you see what it does to him. It, it, it instantaneously alienates him because he thinks he has everything that he needs and he thinks he has everything that makes him happy, but it's not because he is an actual social animal despite what he thought of himself. Yeah. Uh, and so the idea that money makes you happy, it's, I mean, it's true to an extent, but you still have to engage. Yeah. Well, there's a, I think there's a ceiling. I think that. Yeah. There's like, a, thank you. It's just, there's a ceiling. There's, there's always the, this this talk about like money doesn't buy happiness and all that kind of mumbo mumbo jumbo but uh <laughs> but it's like it 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 provides uh necessities in life yep and therefore it can provide happiness yep but there is a ceiling to that happiness that won't like it's not more money equals more happiness i yep. guess is the best way to describe it right it's almost like uh x amount of money equals uh happiness as far as it can take you yeah <laughs> you know material things take you to this amount of happiness and it's baseline yeah you know living expenses that's living expenses and maybe some frivolous things here and there well and i mean we talked about while we were watching it how at the auction it's like yeah that's that's nothing to him like what he's yes. bidding is nothing to a billionaire i love how how leela's like you can't bid a hundred thousand dollars on a thing of anchovies it's like he's got 4.3 yeah he's fine billion dollars when he spends 50 we have to talk about this when he <laughs> spends 50 million dollars on a tin of anchovies that's still it's still a drop in the nothing. bucket. It's nothing. Technically, after that, it's still closer to $4.3 billion than it is to $4.2 billion yes. at yep. the end of the day. Yep. That's fucking that's crazy. How, that's how much a billion is. <laughs> it's more than anyone at any time, anywhere, <laughs> will ever need, ever. <laughs> That's how much $1 billion is. And, like, I think about that a lot, you know, as someone who struggles not? financially. And, like, how, man, like, if I had, I don't know, 
ten thousand dollars. Yeah, like as, as some kind of money windfall. Yeah, right. That'd be life changing. It's life changing money. Yeah. You know, in the at the very least, because it'll help me just clear my debt. Yep. You know, and that is life changing in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, and that, as we said, that is pennies to billionaires. Truly. Um, and so it's just it's it's crazy because I'm like I think so I'm like can't just like a kind billionaire just give me like literally. <laughs> Like I don't know, hundred thousand dollars. Just, <laughs> just give me that. It's nothing to you, and it's life changing for me. Please, if any billionaires are listening, <laughs> instead you have to uh, you have my, to go to my the PayPal. <laughs> my PayPal is PayPal. Me slash Tailspin Trivia. Um, sorry, say it again. <laughs> PayPal. Me slash Tailspin Trivia. If you want a kind-hearted billionaire, spelled like the Disney TV show. Yeah. To support the podcast and more traumas. <laughs> yeah, mostly me. And um, <laughs> it would be exclusively Alan. Yes. Yeah, I would not share with Greg. Uh, especially we just talking about share? Especially if a billionaire gives me a lot of money. Uh, Greg will not know about it. Mm-hmm. I will just disappear. Yeah. Yeah. I fully expect it. <laughs> you guys heard about that one uh, person who won the lottery and he went, because you have to go in person to sign, and yeah. he wore a costume because he's like, I don't want any family identifying me <laughs> as I sign this, this check. No, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. What what kind of costume did he wear? I, I can't remember. It was online. It was, uh, I don't know, but it was a funny, pres- it was a funny precedent set. I'm like, yeah, I guess because a lot of people get interviewed after, right? They're like, yeah. hey, how did it feel winning the jackpot? I was like, I don't want to tell you because everyone's going to find out oh, I yeah. won the jackpot. So they're yeah. going to come out of the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that money. Yeah. Come out of the woodworm. <laughs> Molly ringworm. Uh, <laughs> But, but, and I know you guys probably jumping to it too, but this is the episode. I didn't realize this till watching it last night uh, again, but this is the one that introduces mom. Yeah. Yeah. Introduction of mom, uh, a recurring antagonist, um, voiced by Tress McNeil. A welcome addition to the cast. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love Um, Tress McNeil. Her her old lady, her old lady voice is second to none. (laughs) <laughs> it is what so many different uh, voice actors use as a jumping off point for old lady voice. Uh, when I'm playing D&D and I want to do an old lady voice, I go right to Tress McNeil. Hello, dearie. Oh, so many questions. <laughs> well, I'm a DM. I'm a DM. So uh, I, Again. So. I, <laughs> what, you think I'm going to just make like a gnome banker not sound that way? <laughs> That, yeah, that's I just don't know how often maybe I play I, I don't know I just didn't know how often old ladies come in to do I mean to be fair it would be pretty funny if we came to a gnome banker one day and he's like yes hello hello <laughs> welcome to my bank what welcome. can I do for you welcome to my what, bank you think all gnomes sound alike I'm Schmitz McFarland <laughs> fair point I retract my comments <laughs> uh, yeah the introduce I didn't know Tress McNeil also voiced uh, Dot from not um, oh yeah not Dot Matrix Animaniacs from Dot. yeah Animaniacs <laughs> she voices not, not Dot, Dot Matrix. Uh, yeah oh that's yeah that's cool she, I mean she's obviously like prolific she, yeah. she like cartoons uh, Babs Bunny from um, Tiny Toon Adventures um the <laughs> fluffy fluffy bun bun from <laughs> from t- the PC game Toonstruck. If anyone's familiar with that, that has, Chris- good, that has Christopher good. Lloyd as a as a main, main character. That sounds fun. Have you heard of this? No, never. it's also got Dan Castellaneta as uh, as his uh, his little creation. Um, uh, what's his name? Fid Fidget or something? I can't remember. Fidget. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, 
Toonstruck, though, that's a that 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 was a game that actually introduced me to a lot of voice actors because mm. um, it's got a lot of yeah cartoon. It's it's essentially it's like Christopher Lloyd's a cartoonist. He gets sucked into his cartoon world, sure, and then you have to find your way out. And uh, so it's it's a lot of cartoon uh, humor and stuff. It's really fun. Good game. If anyone likes adventure games. <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> but I know you do. And that's the end of that. But I know you do. And like, I, Why don't you like adventure games, I Drake? Because you like adventure. Yeah, I do. Like, I like adventure. Adventure. I do. Yeah, I really do. You like adventure films? You like adventure, like D&D's an adventure abs- game? Absolutely it is, yeah. And it's, and it's really, really fun. I like doing it. But I have a hard time getting on the same wavelength of a lot of adventure game creators because a lot of the time my logic brain doesn't match up with their logic. Okay, so you don't like moon logic, which is very prevalent in the uh, in the adventure game heyday, which was the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, uh, elaborate. Moon logic is what you're saying, where it's like there, there's there's some kind of weird internal logic mm-hmm. to it, but it's very it's it's so out there, it's so like on the moon oh, okay. that like you can't uh, suss it out initially. Like okay. once you've seen it, you're like, okay, I can see why this makes sense but i never would have guessed that myself uh a great example for me is there's uh king's quest 5 uh absence makes the heart go yonder um that's <laughs> is, a good name yeah uh is where king graham is uh face off facing off against a yeti an abominable snowman right he's coming at you and you, you only have a few seconds to do something yeah and I remember playing this game as a kid, and I tried every like blunt object, every like weapon that I could think of in my arsenal. Sure, makes I tried sense. so many different things. Turns out, you gotta throw a pie at him. Of course. Yeah, you, you throw know. a custard pie at him, it goes in his face, he can't see, and he falls off the mountain. Right? Of course. Moon logic. Yes. It makes sense now that I've said <laughs> yes. it, but you never would guess that. <laughs> Turns out you gotta throw pies, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a classic adventure game uh, uh, design philosophy. Because yeah. during this heyday, it was also the heyday of hint books and hint lines, like one nine hundred hint lines, where literally you would call in yeah. because the internet didn't exist. You'd be like, "Hey, h- how do I defeat the Yeti in King's Quest Five? And they'd be like, "They'd be like, please hold." And like, you know, he'd wait for 10 minutes. I never called one, by the way, because I was a good boy. Um, and it was my parents' money, so I couldn't, oh, like, right. <laughs> I couldn't uh, cost them that. Um, and that's weirdly why... Anyway, so it was a money-making thing, basically. And so current adventure games, you might like more, Greg, is what I'm saying, because they don't do that anymore, because they know, like, the internet exists, so it's not like they can make money if they make the logic puzzles harder. Sure. Um, so they just make them make sense. Okay. And uh, I think they're a lot of fun. But uh, what was I going to say? Um, th- a big reason I liked the games back then, though, with those Moon Logic puzzles is because I would play it with my siblings or with my dad, and we'd like try and figure them out together. And it was kind of like, it was like this, this thing where like we'd be like stuck on a puzzle and be like, okay, well, while I keep thinking about this, you guys go brush your teeth and get ready for bed and then come back. We'll see if we can figure out how to get to the dragon. You know, like there was just like nice family moments like that that I remember. And so they have a special place in my heart. But uh, um, if you're just playing by yourself and you're a kid, you'd probably be like, this is dumb. Like, why can't I solve this? You know? Yeah, that's where I landed a lot. And I I mean, I I didn't like video games growing up <laughs> as a kid in general. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed like watching the stories and the cutscenes. More than I liked, uh, like enjoyed playing them. Yeah, that that only really changed with Batman. Mm. 
when that was like, and I mean like a couple of Star Wars games here and there, like Star Wars Two, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Two, Star Wars nice. Jedi Knight oh, Two, Jedi uh, Dark Cast. Dark Forces Two. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, Jedi Knight Two. Okay. Jedi Knight Two. Because there's Jedi Dark Outcast. Forces, Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast, yeah. and then Jedi and then Academy. Jedi Academy. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> Jedi Academy and being like, "Where's Kyle?" <laughs> Well, he's your teacher. <laughs> yes, I didn't like it. I wanted to play as <laughs> Kyle. Yeah, uh, we stand Kyle Katarn yeah. here. And I feared change. I want. I would love a Kyle Katarn film or series. Or series. That'd be yeah, they're making fun. series about everything. Yeah, so why well. not? Let's give Kyle Katarn. Yeah, some. toss him a thing. They might. There's a there's a game. I, play. I don't know if you guys play the mobile game, the Star Wars uh, game. They they go with everything canon, mm. so they have first order and all that stuff. Characters. Um, and then for the what was it seventy? No, fiftieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, um, <laughs> they <laughs> introduced uh, five characters from Legends, and, and Kyle was one of them. So oh, cool! Awesome. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean he's canon now? I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, I wonder if there's been a book or something where he's shown up because that wouldn't surprise me. That's like I would. I think they can they can bring him in now throughout that time period, like Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian. um, You know, they they have bring them all in. That's what I say. You know, yeah. Thrawn. They already they already mentioned Thrawn's coming back. Uh, Sorry, um, Julius. What would uh, we had Thrawn? You had. Oh, uh, Mara Jade or Mara Jade? Mara Jade, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've only read it. Um, Kyle, uh, Starkiller, Galen Merrick. Yeah, yeah. Force yeah. Unleashed. Um, what was the other two? Oh, uh, uh, Shadow of the Empire, the main protagonist there. Um, oh, yeah, what was his name? As I Wear My Darth Vader hoodie. <laughs> um, which has a zip-up, which is great for winter. It's the mask. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Can you actually see through got, it? I do. I remember actually when I was in Calgary, I used to wear it to the bus stops and it was great because it was just, I feel nothing on my face. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I also got a Spider-Man one. I have. Do you get, uh, this is really, really boring uh, subject matter, but I just have to ask, you're in Toronto, yeah? No, I was. I am now back uh, just across the river from Ottawa. So technically I live in Quebec because the rates here are. Yeah. Cool. And I'm learning French, which is, which is nice. It's a, it was, I think I was nervous moving here when I lived in Ontario, but then after going to Alberta and then my mom making fun of me, feeling nervous where they speak the same language, it's the same currency and you have like the same federal government. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not really a big deal to move around the country, which is great. It's not. <laughs> but, uh, and, and prices for houses are more affordable on this end. And I live closer to downtown Ottawa than the suburbs of Ottawa. So <laughs> it's not so bad. That's great. Um, I yeah. Um. So is it like, I don't know. I was gonna ask a weather question. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it super cold there right now, or like, do you get, do do you get as, the cold that we do? That looks. Oh yeah, and as as your podcast uh, viewers can see, we have <laughs> a lot of this, we have a decent amount of snow here. Um, it's a wet cold. Uh, Alberta felt right. like a dry cold, so Definitely. I didn't feel it. But here it's it can be like minus eight and you can feel like that's rather chilly. It sticks to you. Yeah, yeah. I remember minus 18 downtown Calgary and I was like, that's nothing. Yeah. But uh, sorry for sidetrack, though. The, no, no, uh, <laughs> the Futurama um, uh, episode, I was also going to say they introduced the three sons of mom, mm-hmm. uh, Walt, Larry and Igner. Walt, which was- Larry and Igner. Walt <laughs> is funny because it's Disney. <laughs> sure, Larry. <laughs> Larry, I don't Larry. know. I don't know who that's a. That's a uh, Larry Kasdan. Yeah, that's as close as I could get to. Um, and then Igner is either is ignorance and Iger. 
Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, ig- 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 uh, ignoramus. <laughs> yeah, ignoramus, <laughs> ignorance, Bob Iger. Bob Iger. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Nailed um, it. Dash Rendar, by the way, is the protagonist of Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> Dash Rendar. Oh, God, Star Wars. I just know. Bad. I just know nerds were listening and were probably like I yelling at that. us for not remembering him. Shadows. I, of, yep. I've never played the game, so shut up, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and half your podcast. <laughs> oh no! Um, <laughs> Since when have we ever been? Uh, We've never been a Star Wars nerd. podcast. I've never claimed to be a an expanded universe fan. Yeah. Uh, except for Kyle Katarn, because uh, he has a he has a place in my heart from when I was a child. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, I gave him a yellow lightsaber because I thought it matched it at his outfit. Nice. Cool. Guardians. Yeah. I mean, I always did blue. Ah, classic sentinel it's just my favorite color. <laughs> absolutely you gotta the, you gotta have the blue lightsaber it matches the box that's right <laughs> that's true yeah i i was gonna add uh, larry and i i know this from four but three stooges uh larry fine curly howard and Bo howard the three stooges of course Larry's named after there don't Ignor- forget shemp <laughs> shemp i'm not sure familiar shemp 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 is the the one of the original stooges uh, yeah the oh the, f- the fourth stooge in a weird way. Yeah, he's the one he would that would stand in sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought he died. Maybe once I, again, listen, not, I'm not a stooge. Yeah, I'm not fan. a stooge. Nineteen uh, thirty-seven. Write in and tell us what happened. But to I Shemp. think there, I think there was different combinations each movie. Right. Like there'd be, um, and so there was always three, but there, it wasn't always the same three. And so sometimes it would be Larry Curly <laughs> or like Mo Curly and Shemp. Sometimes it'd be Larry Curly and Mo. So, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, ah. Julie. It's just the most sunshine ever shining no, right at you through our camera. Hey, okay. <laughs> I, let's turn the dimness now. No, it's good here. Um, I was also going to add, though, and again, sorry for Futurama future spoilers, <laughs> but uh, Igner, uh, as fans may know from seeing the series from years back, is the, I guess, the... Uh, the Biological uh, son. Yeah, I was going to say the, the bastard son of Hubert <laughs> Farnsworth. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Which, is, which, which did make me question a little bit. And I, I actually, so I, I read up on this for this because <laughs> <laughs> so I was curious. Um, in one episode, uh, the one where mom tries to take over the planet, which I forget the name. I thought I wrote that down. With her uh, Mother's Day with all oh, the yeah, robots. Yeah. Being, yeah, she asks for taking over and the whole plot. And sorry for jumping ahead. Um, <laughs> they find out that Hubert was her strange long-term past lover mm-hmm. Hubert is in a different episode aged to be 160 or 150 or so and or lies about it and in mother's day they say they haven't seen each other for 70 years mm. so that would place igor at at minimum 70 years old which you never know cosmetics years 3000 <laughs> but in a different uh one they say he's born in uh they actually have a birth date for him december 13th 2979 which would put him at like 20 30s 30. yeah yeah. Well, but you never know. They are pretty old. They could have forgotten about a hookup. <laughs> they could have. Yeah, Fry's could- a dum dum. <laughs> so it stands to reason his great 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 nephew is a dum dum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wizard did it. Oh, wizard did it. Uh, <laughs> um, I do remember though that uh, if it's in Mother's Day or if it's later, where they kind of have that reveal of like Igner's actually. Um, the professor's son uh and i was like yeah that makes sense <laughs> like because yeah, like, yeah. they designed him to look like uh you know like he's got the red hair and yeah. and all that stuff so so it, well, it it all tracks and yeah 
Yeah, in Bender's game, they're like, actually, and sorry for tangent there, they uh, in Simpsons, apparently there's a, and you, you, I'm sure you guys probably covered this or seen this before, the one where Barney and Nelson look related with their hairstyle and their like upper lip, you know, sticking, protruding with their teeth. And they do and, have very similar characteristics in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. I mean, there's also like the fan theory that uh, Ralph Wiggum's actually uh, like Eddie's yes. son or whatever. They I have the same that. stringy hair. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's one of those things where uh, The Simpsons has been on so long that people are clamoring for <laughs> to find reason and meaning behind things that the writers had no intention of ever creating. Yeah, um, it, the intentionality in The Simpsons is, I think, way thinner than anything I've seen in Futurama so far. You know what I mean? Like, uh, intentionally designing uh, one of the one of mom's sons to look similar to Fry and Farnsworth so that you can pay it off later represents a lot more intentionality than anything that the Simpsons have ever done to uh, correlate different characters in relation to each other. And like a lot of the time it just feels like, well, this is just something to differentiate this character from another character so we have different character models because there's so many goddamn characters in the simpsons i'm done saying the word character now <laughs> that's what you think uh. Ha-ha. <laughs> um there's something that i really would like to bring up here it's when um mom basically lays out the plot of this episode being uh Oh, that bastard Fry must know the secret to anchovy oil. And he's going to use it to make sure that all robots can go an entire lifespan without needing an oil change. The way that they do it is extracting anchovy DNA from the anchovy, the oil DNA, Mm -hmm. and inserting it into children from (laughs) quote-unquote third world countries. And then... And, and then extracting cheap oil from these children. <laughs> and that would solve the oil problem. First thing, um, the, the idea that there is a obvious solution to an energy problem or a wasteful energy problem or an obvious cheap solution to energy is a very contemporary idea. It's something that we just live with every single day because, you know, we had the electric car decades ago and it's only now starting to make its uh, make its comeback. Uh, there are so many different ways to harness the planet and the sun for uh, cheap and affordable power that we just don't do. And also nuclear, which we also just don't do for uh, reasons because we're cowards. It's scary. It's scary. And we're all cowards. Um, so... That idea, I think, is is very, very, very um, contemporary and a very fun sci-fi concept because the best part about good sci-fi is holding the mirror up to nature, as it were. Yeah. Um, sorry for quoting Hamlet. And uh, um, <laughs> the fact that there's... Yeah, bring the bard in here? <laughs> the fact that this there's... a sci-fi term. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't see your faces. I don't know if... It's... It's com- we're completely gone now. The sun. The sun has destroyed us. Because it's coming through the other. <laughs> it's there, the, that's better. Yeah, that's that's much better. Wait, is, no, it's, it's my, so, I'm okay. the problem. I'm the problem. Okay, you don't get to see Greg anymore. Yeah, uh-huh. the um, 
the other thing or, I wanted to bring up about the, uh, the, the, th- the the third world countries idea is that there are still countries like that in the year 3000 mm. in a world that, of many planets <laughs> that have been discovered and space travel that is readily available. Have you guys ever heard of Warhammer 40k? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. What are your What do you know about the lore of Warhammer 40k? Very little. The Imperial Imperium. I I read about it. I haven't played it. There but. is, of course, the Imperium. The thing <laughs> that is the most interesting about Warhammer 40k, I think, is the lore, um, because the game itself is just a pretty basic tabletop war game, and it's way too expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's frankly, those models <laughs> are hard to paint, and the glue gets you really high. And they use Imperial units instead of metric. <laughs> they do they still use inches um they, i have one of the ruler sticks still from when i used to play and it's just a foot maybe 18 inches i don't know whatever yeah. the point is um in the year forty thousand or in the 41st millennium mm-hmm. um the human race is scattered among the galaxy and there is an all-powerful empire called the imperium that is what all of these human planets are under. And it is ruled by the the emperor, but not really. It's actually ruled by like an oligarchy class. And Dune. <laughs> kind of like Dune. Um, Dune is very much an inspiration for Warhammer 40K as well as like everything. They just steal. That's the one of the fun parts about 40K is they just like bring in all of these ideas from different sci-fi universes. Yeah, like, and, like all great artists do. Ex- absolutely right. Um, and one of the things that I notice about Dune or this uh, Futurama universe or Warhammer 40K is that it's um, it's exactly what you would think late 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 stage capitalism would be as if we never stopped being this way if we never stopped doing this then certain things we can even see it these days certain people would be able to advance and leave and go away but the places (laughs) that they would settle or terraform would still have the exact same problems as earth you would have these massive hive cities built on the backs of people who you've brought there and they would eventually of course become indentured servants and and serfs and there would be a feudalism thing and any place that we go to colonize would eventually just start out would go through the same motions as history you know you would start with a maybe not in so many words slavery but something very similar to it I could see that. I mean, it's 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 kind of just an extrapolation of where we are now, and then just kind of give it a thousand years, see how capitalism. Well, as you guys mentioned, the the fish oil would be a cheap, you know, solution for a lifetime. But of course, you make more money treating a disease rather than you do curing it. And mm-hmm. same for robots, I imagine too. Um, yes. But I did. This all sounds bad, you guys. <laughs> it's a that sad sounds real bad. I don't like any of this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the part that made me laugh is when, and I know this is a pun of a joke, but the fact that if they found the DNA, and in a world where cloning is evident and, and doable, yep. and, and a single drop, the cheaper solution is to inject it into humans rather than yep. just make more anchovies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it's cheaper to inject it into <laughs> poor people. Oh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's that's the that's, that's the final thesis of this. People, 
are expendable. But you know what? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's not. It just wants the character to develop mom as an evil evil person. And she's like, you know, yeah. we could go, but let's let's do this option instead. Well, well, that's the great thing about mom is that yes, she is an evil person, but she's also a stand-in for corporations. <laughs> just massive corporations. Yeah, I mean, she is the embodiment literally in this episode of corporate greed. That's what she stands for. I'm going to assume for the rest of the series. Yeah. Well, and, and and just the fact that they use the the whole like kindly old mother um, you know, image as their marketing <laughs> tool. Suit. Performative capitalism. Yeah, like the it's yeah. it's the exact same way that, you know, Burger King will do a funny tweet and everyone will be like, "Oh, uh-huh. hooray for Burger King." And it's like, "No, no, no. <laughs> There's still like a corporate like they they're doing this for a reason. They're not doing it cuz they're like they're like they're like, they're like one of us, yeah. you know? It's no. They they know what they're doing. They're not. They're making a they're they're, fooling they're, you. they're they're making a balanced equation. They're making a business decision every time yep. they do that. Yep. Well, like uh, supermarkets, I've, I've seen on online where people mention, how come they always ask the consumer if you would like to donate when the supermarket's making a plethora of money and mm-hmm. could you just donate a fraction of that on your behalf instead yeah. of asking your consumers to also? But I mean, yeah, it's good to charitably cause and help out each other, but yeah, I'm, yeah, sure but I'm a still- poor boy. <laughs> Tipping. Tell, tell Bezos to do it. Tipping too. Apparently, Bezos' ex, now ex-wife, donated more in her two weeks of separation than he did in his entire lifetime, which yeah, looks really bad. <laughs> yeah. And I <laughs> bet really she bad. still has way yeah, too still, much. She's still got like five billion or some shit. Um, How about uh, bring it down to uh, to a nice, even, whatever you think is best. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've mentioned on this podcast before because we, we we like talk about capitalism. Um, uh, I think of a really lovely solution, not solution, but just like a thing that would make things a little bit better mm. is to have like a, a, a money cap for every individual. If you hit a billion dollars, guess what? You're not earning any more money. It all just goes. All into of it the, goes into the government yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, whatever's the easiest, <laughs> the best solution for it. But hey, we have salary caps in fucking sports leagues. Well, yeah. And like it, when you think about it, it makes sense because like if you hit a billion dollars, first of all, you're fine. You're fine. You're going to be okay you monetarily won. no matter Congratulations. what. And if then you hit that, it's like it's, if you're like, well, I want to make more money. Well, guess what? Spend some of that billion because then you can hit a billion again, yeah. you know, like and that'll that'll inject it into the economy and that'll make things better for everyone. And, or if yeah. you want to just That's remove yourself and sit on it and buy Ted Danson's skeleton, hey, you can do that <laughs> That's too. allowed too. You can do that too. You just don't get more than a billion. That's it. And I, I use a billion as an easy mark, but it probably should be less than that. <laughs> it definitely should. 500 million, how about? For example, I don't think Steve Jobs, and I might be wrong about this, but I, I have read a lot about Apple, weirdly. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't think Steve Jobs was ever a billionaire. For example, sure, <laughs> of someone of a uh, uh, of a way that you could be like, see, you don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> and he was fine. He 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 had so much money that he killed himself oh. because of his lifestyle. There was that one guy on LinkedIn. I can't remember what business he runs, but he uh, I can't. Remember. He dropped his own salary as CEO. Mm-hmm. To like less than a million, so that he could raise every one of his employees' salaries to at least seventy grand. Yeah, and productivity just shot up the roof. Everyone loves staying there. Retention's high. Yeah, I remember of- hearing about that. Um, and like there's there was a restaurant as well that did something similar. Um, 
where they they did away with like tipping culture and they were just like we're gonna pay all of our staff uh like a salary rather than rather than hourly and rather you know and then like yeah productivity and like the quality of life just like improved tenfold fucking shocking yeah right (laughs) (laughs) oh there's hope for the world there's there's some people beacon of hope yeah uh... we'll see um, there's so many people that will just rail against it though. Um, oh yeah. So, uh, so yeah. instinctually, yeah. um, yeah. you know, it's, it's a whole like uh, universal basic income argument too, where people are like, well, if that happens then no one's going to want to work ever. And it's like, well, that's, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is true. to make sure yeah. people survive, yeah. not so that they're com- like universal basic income is basically just to provide people uh, peace of mind, knowing that if they do lose their job, they're not going to possibly die. Yeah. You know, like right. it's just like people will still want to work because working will give them more money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a and that's what, yeah, that's what people want. People want a lot of money <laughs> as we are. Yeah. Talking about. Or or and maybe it'll just uh, allow them to find a different line of work that makes them happy. Exactly. That's yeah. also that, good. That chance, yeah. Because that's what freedom skill. is about. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? If there's jobs that are like shitty and therefore like like people are <laughs> mad at themselves when they work there, maybe those jobs shouldn't exist. Yep. <laughs> you know. Or someone else that likes doing that could do that. Job. Sure. But then you can go and buy light speed briefs that come into your dreams. That's right. Beamed <laughs> into your dreams via gamma radiation. So that's <laughs> an interesting one that we almost missed is ads in your dreams. I mean, I have that as my favorite tech. So. Oh, you do? Okay, great. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I jump. We'll, yes. we'll get there then. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about it now. I don't care. <laughs> okay, favorite tech. That's the that transitions us into our segment. Favorite tech. Um, yeah, I just love. I love the concept of uh, like. Obviously, I don't love it. I would never want this in real life. But just again, as like satire and as like uh, uh, a commentary on advertising and marketing and how it's so prevalent in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even in '99. It, this was such a like. Oh wow! Yeah, that like I could see that happening. And that's scary, you know, which is, again, like a lot of really good sci-fi is like um, this idea that it's like very close, right? You can say it. What? Holding a mirror up to nature. A black mirror? That's what you said. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and saying that I already, I already nailed it. Yeah. Well. By quoting Hamlet. <laughs> What's this, a rat? <laughs> Stab. <laughs> hey, that was my part. I know. <laughs> Stab behind the curtain. Yeah, classic Polonius. Too brute. <laughs> I know very little of, of theater. No, that's in Hamlet. You're my real close. You're so close. <laughs> a two, Marcus. I mean, line. I don't. <laughs> I mean, arguably that could like that could easily be in Hamlet. Like a two, Laertes. Oh yeah. A two, Polonius. A two, mother. A2, mother. A two Hamlet. Um, Hamlet was not well loved, was he? <laughs> no, he's mostly he's like crazy. He's he's loved at the beginning, but then he puts on this weird antic disposition or some yeah, shit. He does a bit nuts. Yeah, and uh, nobody likes him after that, yeah. except for Ophelia, and she dies. Yeah, well, she's a bit nuts too. Well, Aww. she's driven crazy because her boyfriend's crazy. Well, yeah. <laughs> tell unless you tell me about it. Unless you've seen the film Ophelia, in which case you have learned that it was all an elaborate ruse. Oh, what's uh-huh. that movie? Hey, um, I thought Hamlet was a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm There's some comedic bits. <laughs> I mean, it depends how dark your humor is. I guess. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern sure thought it was. Yeah. Oops. Uh, <laughs> the Grave Digger. He's the funny. Grave Digger's funny. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> oh, uh, Yorick. 
He was the man of infinite jest. Oh, wait. Yeah, he's, he's dead. He's not a character. He's yeah. just a oh, He's dead. <laughs> seen a theme here with this uh, William Shakespeare guy. People die in his place. Sure does. <laughs> um, the favorite tech. To... Favorite tech. All right. Talk about favorite tech. Light speed briefs. Dreams. Right. I was saying something and then Greg rudely interrupted me by <laughs> forcing me to say his own line. Yes. Which was taken from a Shakespeare line. Yes. Uh, <laughs> No, but yeah, just the idea that uh, it it's so, it's so feasible, and and the fact that the characters all are like, you know, yeah, that's how it is, because mm-hmm. that is how like things like you know, fucking Facebook, like Facebook, you remember the good old days, uh, but like literally, like when Facebook start, first started, it was just friend friend stuff, right? Yeah. Like you'd you'd scroll and like see a bunch of updates from your friends, and then it gets purchased and commodified and. Uh, we become the product, and therefore they need to advertise to us. So they buy, they sell ad space, and yeah. everyone's at. And now, ninety percent of Facebook is ads, mm-hmm. and and no one like obviously people care, and people like me right now will say like that sucks, but people, everyone's still on Facebook and it's just like, yeah, that's how it is, boop a doop, <laughs> because that's how how they trick us, how they 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 ease us into it. It's the frog in the water. It's the, the boiling water yeah, you throw yeah. a bo- frog in a boiling pot and he'll jump right out but if you let it, him sit he'll just boil himself to death we need to get out right. <laughs> we are the boiled frogs Come check, out, check out that unplug song. we need to get out of the matrix <laughs> speaking of check out our patreon oh. <laughs> um but yeah uh so it's just it's very funny and then i like the the line of uh from fry where he's explaining all the places that advertisements existed in the 20th century yeah <laughs> Everything. Oh, it's crazy. everything. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> but he's like, but not our dreams. Not our dreams. <laughs> Just the TV and the newspaper and the radio and, <laughs> and the bus. And the bus. And benches. Benches. Man. And garbage everywhere. cans. Malls. Yeah, my garbage cans. That was oh. something that um that Lethbridge really got was what? putting ads on garbage cans. <laughs> yeah. That's something that I remember well about that I, city. Everyone's gotta throw garbage out. Yep. <laughs> I still live close to a gas station, which is new, that has a payphone, a public payphone. Mm. Nice. And I thought to myself, like, that is a relic. I do not see those anywhere. Does your dad own that? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, you're in Ottawa? or Sorry, uh, you're, you're, in Quebec Quebec. you're in Quebec. You're in Quebec. So, yeah, probably. Nice. Um, so if you use it, you're paying ah. his dad. Well, huh. I guess he's not really in that anymore. He's trying to get out of the biz. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there are there are two places that that he would generally quote as where you will see payphones forever. It's the um, it's airports and prisons. Mm. Right. That's yeah. where they will always be. Um, I even made some like instructional videos for prisons on how to use dial out collect calls huh. because they don't have um, coin slots in the payphones there. You have to um, do the whole thing punching manually. Oh. I see. Yeah, and make well, today calls. I learned. Or you can use your like prison bank account because you do get paid a ridiculously right. small amount. Right. For being a prisoner. Yeah. Yeah, they can't. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they can make you do labor, but they have to technically pay. Yeah. Something. Oh, I, I guess that makes sense. Pennies yeah. on the dime. Yeah. Uh, but if I if I may jump in for sure. Um, the sorry, the segment of favorite tech. Yes. Mm. Yes. Hey, what's your deal on favorite tech? Keep an eye on, <laughs> on the terms, the table of contents of the show. Um, <laughs> the favorite tech. I actually really liked uh, a little bit of two. Um, well, we already touched on the DNA and and reproducing there. Um, 
the fossilized KFC made me laugh. It's not tech. <laughs> it made me laugh that they would have fossilized KFC. But the one that I did like, and it kind of broke fourth wall a little bit, is Amy's obscure tattoo because they had the cube TV. <laughs> and like on this, you wouldn't even be able to see something uh, in detail like my obscure tattoo. And then it just gets blurry on everyone's screen, which yeah. I thought was fun. Um, um, yeah, I mean, obviously in 99... HGTVs pretty much weren't a thing. Yeah, everyone's so, still using tubes. Yeah, so that was <laughs> uh, you know a joke that has aged very poorly because of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> obviously if you <laughs> you know you need to take every every joke as like a product of its time as well, and at the time it's a good joke. Yeah, but now it's like hey, I should be able to see that obscene tattoo. <laughs> and I wonder what it is. What do you think it's like a big dick? Uh, well, Leela says it's cute. So big dick, probably. Probably big dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Lilo loves dicks. Um, <laughs> Maybe it was too d- crossed. Yeah, sword swords. fights. Yeah, sword fighting dicks. Cool. Like coat of arms. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That would make it cute if it's a coat of arms, but the but it's dicks. That's that is pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg, what was your favorite uh, tech? Yeah. Your tech pick. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the mirror. The um the you're holding up society society yeah mirror uh, hold a mirror up to nature no I'm really into <laughs> mirrors these days guys yeah, apparently um no the mirror that Fry looks into when they're shopping and it says objects in the mirror are less oh, attractive yeah. than they appear he looks all buff yeah and some ladies come yeah I think that's right. funny that's pretty funny yeah I think it's uh uh an example of how damaging that sort of thing can be it's just Instagram <laughs> it's just an Instagram filter yeah. you know. Um, and it's bad. It's real bad. Technology can be awful. <laughs> it makes you well, feel terrible about, you, about yourself, but I think it's a funny tech. And it's funny because like that obviously does exist in a, in a smaller way in a lot of changing rooms. Like the, I can't, I can't remember if, what they're called, if they're called skinny mirrors, but like it's uh, this idea that there are slight alterations to a lot of dressing room mirrors to make you right. look better in the dressing room than you do in real life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. it's already there, just subtle. Wow. Um, That's messed up. And, uh, I mean, there's a Seinfeld plot about it, so. <laughs> and so are, so are mirrors in general. Mirrors are... Yeah, mirrors are lies. Yeah. Um, we all know it. Uh, our eyes are also liars. Yeah. Um, the real world is horrible. Whoa. <laughs> Ouch. And our eyes are lying to us. Are, how, how so? Well, because we live in a simulation. Uh, oh, mm. I thought we lived in a society. That too. <laughs> Synonyms, you know. <laughs> a simulation society. Um but uh but yeah, the the fact that this that this tech could exist today mm-hmm. as well, I think is interesting. Like they could put Instagram esque oh, filter easily. technology in in mirrors and dressing rooms mm-hmm. and um I'll just say I'm for it, you know? Yeah. If I can go to a dressing room and put on and like look really awesome in the mirror, even if it's a lie, I'd be like, "Yay!" <laughs> this gives me a fleeting moment of happiness. Wow! And pride. <laughs> I wish I could disagree with you. <laughs> I I don't know. As as an engineer, I'm I'm pro technology. Sometimes it's like bad, but <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm just curious to see what humanity will do. And sometimes it's terrible. Like 
okay, here's here's an interesting one. I don't know which one came first. So my history is off on this. Was gunpowder invented first or fireworks invented first? Like, which was it? What was the explosive, colorful light? Is that a chicken or egg question? <laughs> you know? No, no, I'm, I'm sincere because I think of um, a microwave. And of course, unfortunately, we used it for nuclear war yeah. first. And now I work in nuclear medicine, which is not for war, yeah. hopefully helping people. But for but a common microwave, we came after like the 50s and TV fried dinner and, you know, you, you put it in the microwave and you get a nice warm meal. So I'm wondering, like, is technology, and this is like a, a Black Mirror TV show episode type of question, but is the tech that they're making now dangerous? Is everything better in the 90s, quote unquote, without, you know, with dial-up internet? Or is it, mm. I don't know, these mirrors, could they help people? Could they... So according to some very brief research, gunpowder's earliest known uh, invention, for lack of a better term, 1044 AD. Mm -hmm. uh, fireworks uh, looks like it's, it's uh, the Song Dynasty in China, which is between 960 and 1279. So, so probably fireworks? Probably, maybe. Go humanity. But it's possible. Yeah. I mean, history's lost. I, we don't know. I was going to be, I was going to feel a little let down on humanity again for weaponizing something before we used it for entertainment. <laughs> like another case, another case. Of I mean, it's possible that it was like, it, it was done for entertainment, but then someone was like, "Hey, I could use that to hurt people." <laughs> well, that's and that's steal the, the crown. Or, it's you know. it's almost immediate with fireworks. Yeah. Honestly, mm. like if it's a firework, I'm like, I can shoot this at someone. <laughs> What do you like the that, first that, that what do you person think the who was mean to thing me yeah. that you think of when uh, okay if you're a if you're a 12 year old or 13 year old boy <laughs> mm -hmm. and you're like oh I have $20 I can go buy some bottle rockets what is the thing that you're going to do with it set them off in a field where they're not going to hurt anybody no you're going to shoot them down the street <laughs> And this is why or aliens in the toilet or tech. throw them in the toilet <laughs> and I know this for a fact cuz that's what my friends did <laughs> See I got $20 and it's I was like I'm going to go buy some candy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying all of them. No, I know. But I'm saying the ones who are going to have the idea to buy fireworks are going to shoot them at someone. Yeah, probably. And this is before we know anything. Uh, this is before like you you understand anything. I mean, cap I would, guns, too? No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't actually shoot anything. No. But like, I, I it's would, all about I would, violence. I would be like, I'm, gonna, I'm shooting you now, yeah. brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang, got you. <laughs> uh -oh. And it stinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Violent. There were cap guns. What a I weird, do, yeah. I still have thing. a do bunch of exist? them. Yeah, they must still. They probably they're at like Rutgers or Fud Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite joke time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's definitely the uh, the egg bit from the professor. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, sorry, I figured that was probably yours too, but I I got in there first. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> Just like this liquid inside of this egg, <laughs> and it explodes. It's like instead of liquid, think of it as gamma radiation. <laughs> it's unhelpful. It does not explain anything, but it's very funny. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, okay, so mine is. I'm going to do an instant pivot to the quote that you did at the sure. Start. Yeah, the other yeah. professor. Why <laughs> some called me bad, <laughs> and why? Which is great because later on he does have uh, he does uh, super what was he called mutant soldiers super, super atomic <laughs> atomic yeah, mutants yeah. yeah 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 
Time keeps on in, slipping. In the time keeps on slipping episode, yeah, which is a great episode. One of the like the the thing that I like most about that particular line is that he's still mumbling as he trails off <laughs> out of the room. I think that's so great. Yeah. I love that stuff. That's also why it was hard for me to do that quote because yeah. I knew it was a trail off, and then, yeah. then I was had to pivot in the intro, and then I forgot what the intro was, and I went to our default yeah. from f- for six years. Yeah, everyone heard. It's fine. <laughs> we nailed it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I I love the joke where he had Mr. Panucci, which was uh, Walt mm-hmm. dressed up as mm-hmm. Mr. Panucci, and they 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 dupe Fry into thinking, yeah, you're in the past. And he's like, when did you grow a mustache? And he quickly throws it aside. He's like, I didn't. I didn't yeah, grow a mustache. He just whoops it off because Fry's a dumb dumb. He'll fall for it. <laughs> I did actually. I did notice on one point there, and and me pointing out potential flaws of things. So I I, th- I think I answered it myself. But when they drug Fry, the uh-huh. whole goal, primary goal number one, get the anchovies. Secondary goal, grab his $4 billion. Yeah. They never once look anywhere. Check his pockets. Yeah. And it turns out he has it in a sock. Yeah. So sure. But the last scene, it was on the counter. They're just like, let's just grab him, take his money. And then let's do a convoluted <laughs> forcing and extorting him to sell us the engine. You have him. He's out. You can just ransack him and grab <laughs> And the money. You know, two so they wanted They wanted to elaborately Mission Impossible him. So they <laughs> sure did. <laughs> oh. Which is great, and they get you get Pamela Anderson in there huh? yeah. in the guest house. Oh. Yeah, Pamela Anderson, who Playing actually herself? voiced it too. She voiced oh, her, nice. yeah, yeah. Um, and she apparently is in the Baywatch movie. Yeah, the first movie <laughs> shot entirely in slow motion, <laughs> but she won the Oscar for it. Is she in the actual Baywatch movie with The Rock? Oh, I I have no idea because I never watch it. I don't I think she to. is. Yeah, I've seen it. And she's not. I imagine David Hasselhoff's in it, though. I don't remember. It, <laughs> it's such a forgettable film. And I could look it up on Wikipedia right now, but I'm not going to because right. it's we'll stupid. Never know. It's so stupid. Like, it, it to me, the, the just knowing the state of film culture right now, Yeah. The I'm, I'm 90% sure this is what happens. It's The Rock and Zac Efron, right? Yeah. They're yeah. doing the Baywatch thing for the movie. And near the end of the movie, they're like, "Oh, the like right. the chief chief Baywatch guy or whatever, <laughs> I don't know, chief chief lifeguard chief guy Watch. is coming in to 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 give you guys a, a lesson or whatever." And it's David Hasselhoff, and they go, "Whoa, you're a legend!" And he goes, "Yeah, hi." You know, <laughs> cameo. You know, the, yeah, they'll have a dumb cameo to be like, "Ah, do we have to pay tribute to the legacy of this show?" Because that's what all these fucking shows do. You're absolutely right, Am by I? the way. David Hasselhoff <laughs> is in the <laughs> Fucking knew it. I Hollywood, figure it out. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Get some I, new ideas. God damn it. I thought the entire joke about the Baywatch movie was just for the plot of future. I didn't know there was an actual Baywatch movie. Well, t- and to be fair, it was reference. many years later. Yeah. Um, in, what, 2017? When did that movie come out? Oh, wow. Well, that's recent. Yeah, it was, it was a recent one. Oh, oh so sorry. The sorry. The there's there's just a real quick thing that I have to say. Okay. Because apparently David Hasselhoff is in most of the movie. Oh, he's like he's, a major he's, he's role. In, he's, in, he's in the movie. Um, Does he play like a chief lifeguard or something? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> he plays the mentor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. So in the aftermath of the film, Ronnie and Brody, our friends, sure. um, begin relationships with CJ and Summer, the women. Um <laughs> Mitch, having been reinstated, no longer makes Summer, Ronnie, and Brody trainees and introduces them to their new captain, Casey Jean, Pamela Anderson. Oh, there you go. So, so it's not Hasselhoff, but it's, it's Anderson. Uh, yeah, it's exactly the exact what I said. Same thing that you said. Yeah, but with Pamela Anderson. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. I hate this. <laughs> so much. It's so... It's so fucking obvious. It's so transparent whenever they do these kind of movies where you're like, yeah, they're going to do like the legacy actors going to come in. 21 Jump Street, Starsky and Hutch. Um, I'm sure there's many other examples, but like those are two off the top of my head where like the legacy actors come in at the end. And God, and it's like not even, it's it's the thing I don't like about 21 Jump Street. It's probably its, really? its weakest part. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the one thing I don't like about. I do like that they get killed, though. That's that's, fun. that's what I will yeah, say. I, yeah, that's good. That's a good and way that's, to. And that's a, that's a that's got to be a, um, an end to the character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, good what, end. Uh, Very good end to the character. What are Took the a names? decade or two, three. Miller and uh, oh, um, why well, my, my brain's broken? Lord, Lord, Lord Miller. and Miller. Thank you. I was like, it's got to be there. Like, I, that would, I would guess that's their contribution to that because I wouldn't be surprised if the studio was like, we got to get Depp and uh, the other guy. Greco. Yeah. <laughs> and they're Greco, like, well, right? we'll it's, do it, but yeah. we want to murder them. Yes. <laughs> I did immensely love the after credits of 20, 22 Jump Street, though. That, oh, yeah. That that's that's fun. brilliant. They're like the posters for all the the next ones in the in the franchise. That's, Very funny. That's Rogan coming in. Good satire. Yeah. Um, wow. Hollywood did not learn from that satire. No, no. They never They're do. doing exactly what that yeah. is making fun of. Yeah. Anyway. That's almost it, unless you want to do some no, notable references. Oh, yeah. I guess there there was a couple. Nothing major. Uh, of course, the title's a reference to A Fistful of Dollars. Great film. Um, which is... One of my faves. First in the known sure trilogy? Yeah. yeah. Sure is. Uh, Ted His Danson? name in that one is Blondie. Joe. Is oh. Joe. Come on, man. <laughs> Blondie is good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, but I thought it was always just the man with no name. It's not. So. He has a name in every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so it's a, it's a, it's a lie. It is a lie. It's a lie. It's it was a it's a it's, the man with several names. The thing is, it it's, it's American marketing. They're not mm. direct sequels to each other. Right. They're not technically related except by theme. Yeah, and by crew like and so it's like, like the blood and ice cream trilogy. multi exactly yes yeah. it's it's exactly like the the blood and ice cream trilogy, um, so yeah he's um he's Joe in the first one Manco in the second and Blondie in the third, cool yeah, uh, Ted Danson <laughs> and his skeleton and the fact that he is a prolific television actor, and a damn good looking one too. He's great. Yeah. I love him. I love Ted Danson. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, Baywatch, which you mentioned, and then uh, I just wanted to mention as well Discover Card because that's a very <laughs> funny joke as well. <laughs> oh, it's we like, don't take Visa doesn't exi- hasn't existed for five hundred years. Uh, American Express doesn't exist for six hundred years. Discover Card? <laughs> no, we don't take it. <laughs> I like that he has a Discover Card. Yeah, of course, everyone does. In the states? Ten. Oh, in the states? Okay. Yeah. In the states, are you expected to have three different brands of card? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, again, it's it's now, right? capitalism, and it's like we need everyone to be in as much debt as possible. So, right. Oh. Here are three different <laughs> branches of banks bump, bump. that will give you money, uh, but with a caveat. <laughs> <laughs> it's you have to give really that money yours. back with a lot more. Uh-huh. Uh, Don't worry, you'll get points fucked. though. You'll get points. <laughs> oh, Alan. you get points. Oh. Yeah, you get points, and you can spend those points on. Miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> they do expire. <laughs> For every oh. dollar you spend, you get five. You get fifty points. Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, to get a fucking O. Henry bar, it's five million points. You fucking turd. <laughs> you, 
You idiot. <laughs> You're still going to spend every dollar on this Just go this buy card. an O'Henry bar yourself with your real money. Don't don't borrow money from us to get a car, you idiot. Or cars are dumb too. Cars, talk about cars. Let's not All today. Right. Let's not. Let's <laughs> let's wrap it up because I know that that that's a long rabbit hole, yeah, yeah. and uh, I think we've already taken up enough of Julius's time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for letting me join in on uh, on podcast today. Truly happy to have you, and um, perhaps if you're willing, we'll have you on next season. That would be cool. How long are you guys doing your run for? The first. Run the OG four yeah. seasons, ah, the original okay. Fox. Run. So before the the movies, and maybe we'll do the movies as a Patreon, or you know, we haven't discussed it yet. We'll we'll talk about it when we get closer to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, we'll light that firecracker. We like to give ourselves goals, but not too lofty of goals, just in case life uh, messes us up. Because life often gets in the way of life. Finds life. life of of um you know two friends doing a project together. Yes. Um. So far. We've been real lucky. We did it. Yeah, we actually That's did our awesome. we did our project, and we've 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 made it through. Um, but we're going to uh, we're going to let you go here. But first, um, Alan, where can folks find us? Oh, on the internet, of course. Yeah, uh, <laughs> two bad neighbors, um, uh, bad neighbors pod on the socials, mm-hmm. and uh, email us at that hammock district on third at gmail And if you email us, numerical three, we'll read it. Numerical three, indeed. <laughs> We will read it, and we'll read it on the episodes, because <laughs> that's where we read emails. I'm done. Uh, great. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon, uh, three bucks or two bucks a month, depending on which country you're in, um, and you get all of our bonus content, which we try to release at least two a month. Um, speaking of, we'll have uh, The Matrix, uh, No Way Home, and Spider-Man Resurrections. <laughs> That is the title. That's absolutely the title. <laughs> Coming out at the end of the month. So uh, look out for that. And then we'll probably do like a top five or top 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 of the year stuff the, in the, the new year. The top of the pops. Top of the t- <laughs> All right. I think that's I it. Just, yeah. Oh, yes. I Would just you like realized to- this, is, this is the last podcast of uh, 2021. You bet. Sure is. Awesome. I feel... I feel happy. I feel uh, honored that I get to join for that. And today is, what's today? Is it a Wednesday or a, it's a Thursday? It's a Thursday. Thank you very much. Mine's a blur. Yeah, it is. Um, so this episode, Are you going to release this tomorrow? Yeah, it's coming oh, okay. out Great. on New oh, wow. Year's Eve. So Literally the last of the year. Yeah, quite literally. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, look for that, Julius. Thanks so much <laughs> for being on. And, oh, my uh, pleasure. Until next time. With With my my last breath, breath, I curse Zoidberg! Zoidberg.